Hey gang, thanks for listening to our second episode of Promo Mode. Now, we didn't plan it this way, it just worked out this way. Our first ever episode of Promo Mode was with our first ever guest on the podcast, Bruce Blackman of Starbuck. Well, it just worked out that our second episode of Promo Mode features our second guest of all time, which was Mr. Zero, guitarist for Canadian power pop legends, The Kings. So everybody probably remembers The Kings as being the band behind one of the greatest hits ever. And I was gonna say one hit wonders ever, which it technically is, it's a shame that it is. But this beat goes on slash switching to glide. 1980, produced by Bob Ezrin, it's a masterpiece. Well, they just, in the last couple of weeks, released another single, their first for years, and it is called Circle of Friends slash The Man That I Am. They love the slashes, they're so good at it. And it is incredible, it is just in keeping with the quality level that you have come to appreciate and expect from a band like the Kings, they are the best. In fact, like their early stuff, Bob Ezrin was involved in this song as well. So, Zero and I talk about, you know, the challenges around being a legacy act at this stage in their career in Canada. How do you maintain a living? How do you keep it going? And uh, he's very, you know, honest about some of the challenges that he faces. I love these guys and I hope that you will pick up the single. Again, 99 cents. There is no reason not to. There's no good excuses for not buying a song this great for 99 cents. Lead singer Dave Diamond, his voice is one of the wonders of the world. It is so incredible and it's lost nothing and I'm so grateful for that. Zero's had some hearing issues that we talked about in our very first episode, or well, our first conversation, which was the sixth interview I ever did, but it was the second episode we put out. And uh, thankfully those are getting better. But uh, I hope that you will enjoy this conversation, and I really, really, really hope that you will rediscover the King's music. Buy this single, get their albums, especially the first one, The Kings Are Here, is perfection, start to finish. All right? Enjoy Zero. Well, first of all, I'm curious, how is your hearing? Because when we talked before, it was almost exactly four years ago, and you had just had like a hearing issue. And I was panicked for you. How are you? Well, that's uh, nice of you to ask about that. That started a, qu- quite a journey for me. And really? I woke up one day. I don't know if you, you know, remember the details, or but mm-hmm. I, w- I was deaf in my right ear, and so it took you know a day or two, I guess, to see a specialist. So I saw this woman, and I know it's kind of kind of a basic name but they call it sudden hearing loss Mm -hmm. and uh i think that that is uh what what huey lewis is going through with this i I just read about him recently as well right and and so i think he has he might have it worse than me but what happened with me was that the 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 treatment that they talk about is they put a little uh, a hole in your eardrum and they put a little grommet in there so the hole doesn't close I had to take prednisone drops for six weeks. As a result of that, I, I developed a, a hole in my eardrum. Mm. And so I remember the, the, the one day that she said, well, there's really not much I can do now. As far as I'm concerned, you're, you know, you're medically cleared to get hearing aids if you want them or whatever. 
and I was just going, geez, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> this, this, this is not good. I right. just didn't, I didn't think that was very good at all. So then, a, I don't know how long later it was. I ran into this friend of ours, this, this guy that, that Dave knew. He, he was a Polish guy that came over with his wife from Poland and settled here. And, and he drove truck as his job while he put his wife through medical school. And wow. now she's a, now she's a, a surgeon at uh, Toronto general hospital. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, and, and she, and she looks like Scarlett Johansson's sister. I mean, oh my she's, gosh. Just, she's a, <laughs> she's a beautiful, beautiful person inside and out. And they're really great people. So I told him my sad little story and he said, let me talk to the wife. I said, would you do that? And so I stayed in touch with them for a little while. And then within three weeks, I had an appointment with the head ear, ear nose, throat guy at Toronto general hospital, proving that, you know, it is who, you know, and everything else. And I maybe, you know, jump the queue or whatever you want to say, but I was happy for it. So he says, you got a hole in your eardrum. And I said, yeah. And he says, well, I can fix that if you want. And I said, well, yeah, you know, I want. <laughs> right. Meanwhile, like the, the woman doctor that I had was younger than him. I would say that he was 60 maybe. And she was, you know, in her 30. But at no time did she ever tell me that there was a surgical option for me to, to get my eardrum repaired. And I went in and had it repaired. Now, does it make it better or would it be the same if the hole was still there? Oh, I can't really speak to that, I don't think. But yeah. for me, it was something that I wanted to do. And I've had a hearing test since. And according to the charts that they give you, I'm still in the bottom range of normal. Okay. So I don't have to wear hearing aids. <sighs> I, I take earplugs with me everywhere I go. I wear them all the time to try to protect my hearing. Yeah. Uh, I, I can hear fine in quiet situations. I mean, I, you know, it's really, it's not a problem. Right. But when things get loud, it's it's more annoying than it's ever been as far as in my huh. life. Jeez. You know, if you're in a restaurant or something and it's like yeah. one of those high, one of the high ceilings with uh, reflective surfaces and all that. And, right. You know, that kind of really, uh, the, the sibilance and the uh, ambient noise kind of drives me crazy. Oh, my but, gosh. But playing music is hard because I try to get the sound set up when we play. Mm -hmm. Like, I try to do it without my earplugs so that I can get the, the guitar sound on stage the way I like it. And then I try to stick them in after a song or two when we're playing. You know, it's unfortunately the new normal for me. Yeah. And so still produce the band and you know and and do all that but that's that's the sort okay. of the story of my journey my journey has been to leading me to this I, i'm trying to preserve what i have as, as much as i can because yeah. obviously the clock is ticking for all of us and and, and your ears don't get better as you get yeah. older so uh, and you're a rock and roll guitarist who yeah, uh, that, you know there are certain uh careers where ears are important and that would definitely be one of them <laughs> yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, jeez, I'm glad you're on the road to recovery. At least it's not as bad as it was. I think about you a lot, and I've wondered how you've been. And so, I guess I'm glad to hear the update that you're okay. It didn't going back to the promotional aspect here. It didn't stop you from creating a really excellent current new single. I'm really surprised. As soon as you guys started posting about this on 
social media and everything, I immediately grabbed it. For anyone who doesn't know, it's called Circle of Friends slash Man That I Am, just like uh, Switching to Glide. Beat goes on, Switching to Glide. What? What's the? T- is there a technical name for songs with the slash in the middle? Well, they call it a segue, right? Because it segues it? from one to the other. Okay. So I guess that, that's what we call it as well. Okay. I had never heard that word till we put the song out back a million years ago. And then right. the record company started calling it that. So, okay. you know, it's like, it's like uh, from one topic of discussion to another, uh, it segues from one thing to the next, I guess. Sure. So, yeah. Okay. I didn't know if there was a, an, a, a technical term for that kind of a song, but you guys are definitely the masters at it. And this song for anyone, first of all, I feel like I've been sort of beating the drum for the case of the Kings since I discovered you five or six years ago. And um, I just think you guys are great. And hearing bands that I love put out new music that is just as good and in keeping with the best that they've ever done is such a satisfying experience for me. You know, what went into this? You guys got together and said, we have a good song in us, let's do it? Or is this the precursor to an album? What is it? We hope that it will be. The song itself, you see, when you've been doing this as long as we've been doing it, I think that what we have is there's some new stuff in the works, but we also, you know, in the last year or two, uh, I've been digging in the archives, you know, because we have old live tapes and mm-hmm. we have old boxes of demos and this kind of stuff. And there was, I don't know, half a dozen or 10, I guess, songs that were never recorded or, or got past the demo stage, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, mm-hmm. so it's like, and, you know, because like you know, there was something wrong with them or, you know, some part was not right or or we only uh, did it live a couple times and dropped it and never even demoed it. So, you know, there's one of the songs I found on some old live tape in a bar and a cassette. And it's like, oh, that mm-hmm. was, that's really good. You know, so <laughs> we've been recording that one, too. And, and this, this Circle of Friends band that I am, that falls into that same category where I ran across this old demo and it was like, you know, I always thought that this was good, mm-hmm. but it sounds terrible. Mm. But but the, the the material is good, so it was like, how can we bring th- this song back to life? And so yeah. that started this whole process. And the core, and, 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 and along the way, I must say that, you know, we started, we did the drums. Then I went through this thing where my mom got sick, and a few months later passed away, and everything. Oh, so, man. I'm so sorry. it was a very emotional time, and I didn't feel like doing anything for another half a year or more for yeah. after that it's taken a couple of years to do this thing and yeah. uh, and then of course you know finding a place where you can record and being an indie uh, artist you know and trying to pinch pennies and everything uh-huh. else you know, uh-huh. compared to you know we used to be on a major label and all that so sure um Are of course, you guys you're booking... only... oh go ahead no, you're. I mean, when you're the label, you're only spending your own money. But you, right. you know, they give it. They give it to you. But you know, then, yeah, you know, that's you have to pay all that stuff. back. Yeah. Well, yeah. Which nobody ever does unless no. you're a you know, multi-million seller. But, right. Yeah. Are the Kings in a studio recording this song? Are all you guys getting together face to face? Or you know, because these days everyone's recording their little parts at home and sending those files to someone who's cobbling them together. Well, that's. You know that's part of it. We did the drums in this uh, um, this this this. Our engineer Chris, he has a he had a rehearsal space with his band. That was this really great spot, 
And so we went over there and uh, it was uh, like this room, I don't know, 20 by 30 or something, maybe even bigger in this old mid-century sort of mansion on a ravine that they're going to get kicked out of soon because they're going to develop it. It's one of those places, you know, that's due for the wrecking ball. But, uh, you know, they had this beautiful room down there. So we did the drums. And then he has a little studio in his basement. So that's where we've been doing the rest of it. And so, but, you know, Sonny, our keyboard player, he lives 100 miles away. So we were sending him the files. Mm -hmm. And then Peter and Christina, the other two keyboard players in the video, um, that they both play with us live and so they both that played on the record too so it's uh kind of a group effort for that and you don't have to go in a big studio i mean we recently yeah. did uh, some, some more beds in a big studio in toronto for some uh with some you know to do the drums because you know sometimes if you can afford it to go in for a day and get we got i think five beds done on some mm. drum track nice yeah so i mean that okay. is, so that's gonna that's going to start the process for this this next round of recording. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Now, when you do these Segway songs, and I don't even know if this was the case with the first one either, are you are these two separate, totally separate entities that you have an epiphany one day make sense together, or is the plan from the ground up to always, you know, segue mid song into something different and bring these two, you know, have a mesh. What's your plan? No, I really, you I, I really think you're right, and that the, the first option is that mm. we, they're they're totally non-related as we're working on them, and then either there's not enough there, or they're not long enough, or you go, well, they're sort of in the same key. Maybe mm -hmm. we could do some, but no, none, neither Switch and the Glide or this one it started out. Let's let's do two songs in one, mm. and it, 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 it neither of them. I mean, when we started, when we looked at this and we had these two and we thought, you know, maybe this could be the, you know, the logical follow up maybe for Switching mm. the Glide. But, mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it's been derailed and all we did was this, you know, lousy demo of it. <laughs> <laughs> so this song has been hanging around that long? Yeah. Yeah. It's been around over 20 years and it was, I think, seven minutes long at that point. And, oh, and, wow. And I must say that, the, you know, the guys didn't really believe in this thing, but I thought it was great. So I just really kept hammering away at it. And, and then we got it down to five and a half minutes. And then, you know, some of the people that we've been talking to and everything, you know, like people that might try to promote us to radio and this kind sure. of thing, you know, can you get it any shorter? You know, and, mm -hmm. and I, the first the first time they asked me that, I said, no, you know, yeah. no. <laughs> this one day I was talking to Sonny, I think it was, and he, he, and, and, and I just had this idea. I thought, oh, you know, I could, I thought of a good place to, to cut it, to put an edit into it. So Dave and I went to the studio and I said, you know, this is what I want to do here. And like, he was, I think he was, he was not for it because he's, you know, come on, man. It's like you know, this long and right. it's great. And I go, yeah, but it's not just me saying it, but I mean, it's me passing on the advice of these people that we're hiring to give us yeah. advice. You know? Yeah. So, so why wouldn't you follow their advice? You know, right. Like if you want to have a better shot, do this. And so it was like, Oh, well, okay. You know? And then, so I, we took this, I did this, this big chop, the one that I had this idea for. And then 
you know, we listened to that one. Well, yeah. You know, and then mm. Dave was there. There's going, well, how about here too? And then it was like, you know, we really got out the scissors. And so yeah. we got, we got a four minute version of that, but now, so we chopped really? out another. No, okay. Yeah. Huh. We, uh, we, that's the one that we're going to try to take to radio. I mean, it's not that we're going to get anybody to play it because, you know, yeah. radio doesn't add anything anymore. And, you know, nobody wants a bunch of old, ugly guys like us. But, <laughs> you know. That was going to be my question is that, again, I mean, we talked about this before. For whatever reason, the Kings can't translate over the border into the States hardly ever. But I don't know what the state of the Kings is in Canada. When you guys send a single to radio, are they glad to hear from you? These are our well, national we, treasures. Yes, bring us a single. Or is it like, I, no, what we aren't paying it. No one's thought of you guys for a long time. We're not going to play this. Well, first, I think that, you know, most of our fan mail or comments on our videos or, you know, Facebook or whatever, most of that's from the U.S. So Good. I would say that, you know, which is great because that's where we want to be. Yeah. You know, the market is just so gigantic down there. And we have fans literally from coast to coast down there. It's amazing, sure. you know. Well, from, the reason uh, the reasoning for me saying that is that I know you guys don't play shows down here very often. And so I assumed well, that that might have some... Is that because there's not enough demand? Well, I don't think... We, we don't play that many up here either. And oh. I think that one, one of the reasons that, that we've done this new thing was because it was always in my head that... The, the only way we're going to get the phone to ring is to have something new out there hmm. and something good. Yeah. So, so that was the, the impetus, if you want, for this long journey, because it's like, well, I, you know, I don't really want to go and play some lousy bar for a hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. I'd rather go in the studio. You know, and so um, that was like, let's do this instead, even though it's going to take a long time. And it did take, you know, like I said, from that time we started doing it. And then, and then I, you know, it was like, like I, I you know, kind of, I guess I kind of produced the band. So it's like, I was working on this thing really hard and adding stuff. And Dave, you know, would come in and say, okay, and here's the something, another idea. Great. And so we finally got it to where we wanted it to be. And then it's like, you know, with my hearing and everything else, I just thought, I can get it to that point, but getting it mixed is another whole art, mm. and that is something that, that I, I can't do. Mm -hmm. And so that was the question that Dave and I had, and we talked about it long and hard. So I, uh, I thought, well, you know, the Internet, you got the old Internet here, and so mm -hmm. you, can reach out, you can reach out, to, you, can, you can find people. Yeah. So why not dig a bit? So yeah. I dug up... Uh, a connection to Bob Clear Mountain's management company. You know yes. him, I guess. Yes, absolutely. And so I sent them a, uh, you know, in the, in the process of doing that, I, I didn't send, you know, here's our new song. You know, mm -hmm. it was like, you know, I, I just said to, to his management people in, in an email, I said, who's here we are? We, we, had, a, we had a hit in the U.S. back mm -hmm. in the day. Mm -hmm. A legitimate thing. It, you know, it's not BS. Yep. yep. You know, and... Um, you know, produced and mixed by Bob Ezrin. Yep. You know, like we're not amateurs. You know? Exactly. We're interested in approaching Mr. Clear Mountain to mix our thing. If that's okay, I'll send you the rough. I didn't hear back for a couple of weeks, and I thought, well, I guess it, that didn't fly. And then yeah. I, his uh, his people, if I forget her name, but 
I got an email. Um, sorry, I this must you know I somehow missed. I didn't oh. see that email. She said, but you know, if you're still interested, you know, we'd love to hear the track. So I sent it over, and then I got a. He was interested in doing it, and then uh, he sent me, a, you know, a deal memo and stuff for doing what? it. What? Yeah. So Bob Clear Mountain mixed this single. No, no, uh, no, he didn't do it. But oh. Uh, but then I approached uh, Bob Rock, who from Metallica. Oh, I talked to him and a few then, months ago. Well, and then uh, he, his management is Bruce Allen in uh, Vancouver. And yeah. the lady that runs his office wrote me back and said, you know, I used to, I'm from Toronto. I used to see you guys in the bars there all the time. It was like, you know, I can get this to Bob, no problem. And I go, <laughs> you know, but he's traveling right now. And then I thought of the other Bob, Bob Ezrin, you know, our <laughs> former producer. And so I had his email address. And then, you know, I, we'd had some sort of rough patches with him over the years. But, yeah. you know, in the past few years, it, it's been okay. So him, I didn't have to sort of introduce myself. Sure. I just said, Bob, here's our, our new track. We're interested in getting somebody good to mix it. You know, what do you think? Yeah. I was on a computer, and then I just clicked over, I don't know, a little while later. And within, like, 20 minutes, I got a letter back from him. And, oh, way. And I was looking at it, and I was going, this could go both ways. You know? uh-huh. could, <laughs> he, could, he could say, you know, Zero, you got a lot of nerve, you know. Right. <laughs> Approaching me, you know. Yeah. But, but anyway, what he said in the email was, yeah, sounds like the Kings, you know. I'm in. Nice. And so... Yes. Um, and so we just thought that, you know, Dave and I, uh, again, had another long weekend of listening to Bob Clear Mountain stuff mm-hmm. and Bob Ezrin stuff from, you know, he's done Deep Purple in the last few years and, yeah. and another Alice Cooper record. We thought for the sake of the story, and the smile, obviously he's great, but it would make a better story if we went with him. So we worked out a deal with him and uh, he sent us some rough mixes back and forth. And then we worked on a deal to go down to Nashville and mix it, the final mix in his studio in Nashville. So Dave and I went down there. No way. And Good for uh, you. Did it with, yeah. That is great. And it, and it sounds great. It sure does. Oh, that's great. See, I yeah. think, I mean, stuff like that. Not that you needed Bob Ezrin to elevate the greatness of this song and of your band and where you're at today, but it just adds to the story, if you ask me. I mean, the the Kings matter. They're vital. And if you don't believe me, trust Bob Ezrin, who who you may believe, you know? I love that. It's so nice to be, you know, in his camp again, uh, you know, and friendly and, um, you know, his, him supporting this thing. I'll send you a little video that... Uh, it's only about a minute long where I, I got a little interview with him and he talks about it. So I'll send that. Uh-huh, down to you. I'd love it. Yeah, please do. We'll post it on our Facebook page too. Yeah. That's great. Um, so what's the plan from here then? I mean, you guys make this major to me anyway, to my ears, this really relevant major comeback with an excellent single. Where do we go from here? Do you now, is well, this I, like the Trojan horse to get you to kind of hopefully, hopefully have some doors open to play more shows and stuff? Well, that, yeah, that's what I was, you know, explaining, uh, you know, if we're just trying to get the phone to ring and if yeah. this helps do that, then, you know, but, but, you know, it's, it's obviously a gigantic uphill, uphill battle because yeah. 
you know, we're not young and pretty. We play rock and roll music, which is, you know, dead by everybody's estimation. Yeah. And uh, rock, even the radio stations that would play Switching the Glides, they don't, they have a, you know, they have their thousand songs that they play mm-hmm. and that's it, you know. Yeah. yeah. The, hit, the hits of the 70s, 80s, and 90s, you know. Right. And, and even though this fits in with any of that. It sure does. Yeah. Martha um, Quinn you know, tweeted, tweeted about it, right? Yeah, well, I I had been in touch with her over the years because she had said something about us, I don't know, eight, seven or eight years ago or something. And then every once in a while, she would do something like post, I think a recent one was about One Hit Wonders or something. And, mm-hmm. you know, we were in there or something. And, uh, mm-hmm. You know, great. Yeah. And so just, I, I dug up her old email address. I didn't know it still worked. And uh, just yesterday, no, it was, I guess, Friday last week. I sent, you know, her the thing and yeah. she got right back, you know, within a day, got back to me and, you know, loves it. And that's great. And then it put that thing up there, you know, it was like, yeah. wow, that's, you know, what a, yes. what a great, what a great person, you know, wow. that is excellent. Good. And, uh, I mean, I, I bought it. Is it, are you seeing numbers that you're happy with? And I say it that way on purpose because we all know that it's tricky these days. What constitutes a hit? What people's expectations are in terms of sales and all that kind of stuff. Are you at least seeing a response that you're happy with? You know, I try to go into this thing with no expectations, you know, and just try to pull what we can out of it. I think that some of our fans have bought it, but I mean, it's only been out a week. I only put the video up a week ago. Yeah. Yeah. We have some people working radio for us down in the States and we're going to start maybe doing that here, but we need to get, you know, more bloggers and yeah. more podcasts and, uh, you know, people yeah. like you. I mean, yeah. the, 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 the more we can do that, the better it'll be. Well, good. I'm proud to play a part in your in, in helping with any kind of success because I really think you're special. And I'm just hoping one of these days I get to see you guys in concert. Everybody's, you know, getting out the casket for rock music, but I don't think it's dead. I think people are yeah. starved for rock music, you know? Yeah, yeah. People, people want to rock, you know, yeah. and, um, I mean, you know, Greta Van Fleet, you know, I mean, that's sort of, uh, mm-hmm. it's not Led Zeppelin, you know. No, but it's a thing and it, and it's, it has some traction. It's a touch point yeah. that even young people are familiar with. You know what I mean? Yeah. So whether yeah. they're the best thing since sliced bread or not, it doesn't matter because it's getting people talking and it's opening yeah. their mind. You know what I mean? I agree. Look at nobody's ever going to be the Beatles or the no. Stones or, Le- or Led Zeppelin. But every generation needs their own touchstones, and uh, yeah. and if Greta Van Fleet is this this generation's touchstone, and people, ex- you know, their minds expand to good rock music through that, and discover bands like the Kings, that's what it's for. That's the whole point. Well, you know, I don't dis- I don't disagree <clears throat> with that. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I, and I mean, we're just. I think there's so many people um, in the last few years that are not with us anymore that mm-hmm. should be with us. You know, I mean, yeah. like, why is Tom Petty dead? Why is oh. Prince dead? Why is Glenn Fry dead? You know, like, yeah. these are all young, relatively young people. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. with lots of, I mean, except for, you know, I mean, whatever killed them, you know. Yeah. They should still be here, you know. Right, it's, right. Um, David Bowie, for God's yeah. sake, you know, yeah. I, these are these are staggering losses to 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 rock and roll music, you know. Yeah, 
They sure are. Um, I mean, Mount Rushmore type guys, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's it's terrible, you know. I mean, Petty hit a lot of people hard, I think. Yeah. You know. No um, one saw that coming. Not nobody really. saw that. No. no. Or Prince. I mean, he was only 50-something. Oh, 50 oh right? man. I mean, yeah, it's awful. I am proud to play a part in furthering the cause of the Kings. I think you guys are great. And um, and uh, so I'm happy to put the word out there. And I really, I mean, it's 99 cents, people, for Circle of Friends, Man That I Am, two excellent yeah. songs bound together. Um, I don't know why you wouldn't want to do that. You you would find 99 cents in your couch or in the floor yeah. of your car. It's not that hard, you know? Well, I I agree, and uh, I I was happy to see that some of our people did buy it before I put the video up because that's yeah. what I said on our, our Facebook page. I said, "Look, I'm going to put it up. You know, you can yeah. all see it for free, but it'd be nice." Yeah. So you know, for ninety nine cents, right? Know, so. I know. Well, it'd be one thing too, and I should I should say it'd be one thing if this, if this was at all charity, like, oh, let's help the Kings. That's not what this is. This is an excellent song that you would want to own anyway. This isn't, yeah. you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you that. Absolutely. This is, I'm not just saying, Hey guys, come help the Kings out. That's not what this is. It is. There is an excellent tune out there from an excellent band that will cost you 99 cents and it's worth your time. So anyway. Well, yeah. I mean, and I, you know, one thing that drives me crazy is seeing these bands do like a crowdsourcing or, yeah. you know, when they, when they beg their fans to put in 10 bucks or a hundred bucks <laughs> or something so we can make an album. Well, listen, you know, you don't have to spend 50 grand making an album these days. You know right. what I mean? Right. You can do it. You can do it in a basement studio if you know what you're doing. Yeah. And if you've been doing it for a while, you should know what you're doing. So. Right. You don't need to, that, that drives me crazy because, you know, yeah. some of these bands are a lot more successful than us mm-hmm. and they beg their fans to pay for their stuff. And I go, oh, we're never going to do that. You know, yeah. not I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it either. Well, yeah. look, best of luck, sir. I hope it works okay, out John. and keep me posted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll look forward to, uh, to seeing this. I'll send you that other, uh, the, the, the other link. Too. That'd be cool. There you have it. Mr. Zero. Guys, these guys are so good. We're so lucky to have them. We're so lucky that they are still out there and that they sound great. Listen to Dave Diamond's voice. It's the best. And so every member of the band is great at what they do. It's 99 cents. I hear from a lot of you who um, tell me that you don't have iTunes accounts, sometimes often on principle, like you're just against them morally. And I understand that, I really do. But let's find a way. Maybe it's an Amazon account. Maybe it's off their website. I'm not even sure. I should have checked that first. But find a way to support the Kings with 99 cents for a perfect, excellent song. They deserve it, and you owe it to yourself. Okay? Anyway, hope you enjoyed it, and uh, we will talk to you guys later. Zero
Switching to ride Switching to ride Switching to ride 